Welcome into the Talking Tide podcast on the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm Chase Goodbread, sports columnist of the Tuscaloosa News, joined as always by the senior analyst at BamaOnline.com. That would be Travis Ryer. The Talking Tide podcast Twitter feed, of course, is Talking underscore Tide. Get links to all the Talking Tide podcasts right there. You can also get it wherever you get your podcasts, app-wise, Apple Podcasts included. And as well, catch us on Facebook or YouTube live and recorded. want to thank a couple of sponsors up front really quickly. More on them a little later in the show. But thanks uh, up front to Peterbrook Chocolatier of Tuscaloosa, North River Dental Associates, corporate sponsor DraftKings, and a new corporate sponsor here for the Talking Tide podcast, the Raycon Wireless Earbuds. Tell you a little bit more about them later in the program. Travis, we dive right into this midweek preview of the Alabama-Texas game. A lot of anticipation for this one. The Crimson Tide heads there, the number one team in the country, 1-0 after dispatching Utah State 55-zip. And Texas made handiwork of Louisiana Monroe itself, uh, 52-10 at home. The final score, uh, Longhorns over ULM last week, setting up. Uh, a highly anticipated matchup, although one that, that that is widely regarded to be a game Alabama should be able to handle, at least out in Las Vegas. They're 20-point favorites. Uh, we'll probably talk about the Vegas man a little bit more. But that's, uh, that's what they're calling it. That public money still roaring in on Alabama, isn't it? Yeah. Open yeah. at about 17 and a half. Last I saw, 20 and a half? Oof. 20, 20 and a half? Wow, it's a lot of cash to move it that much. But, yeah, I mean, given what we've seen from Texas in the last, well, few years, really, uh, the expectations aren't going to be high. Although, when you look at this Texas team, as we've talked about, there's certainly pieces. Start at the quarterback position with Quinn Ewers, obviously at the running back position with B. John Robinson, and not just B. John Robinson, but Rashawn Johnson's a really good player in his own right. Keelan Robinson, the former Alabama running back, he's the third back. So you know, that speaks to the talent they have in the backfield and you know, out wide when you start with Xavier Worthy. So if it were just a seven-on-seven game Saturday, Chase, might feel pretty good about Texas hanging in there. I think it's the lines of scrimmage where most folks have their biggest concerns. Yeah, offensive line, defensive line up front, you'd expect Alabama to get the job done there. And, and, and look – when you go on the road, that can carry you, right? Uh, because at the end of the day, uh, when, when you travel, you play in a hostile environment. Obviously, tech, the, the Daryl K. Royal Stadium holds 100,000 people. It'll be loud as long as Texas is in it. Uh, but if you can get the job done up front, uh, that tends to take the crowd out a little bit if they're not getting it done on the line of scrimmage, the home team, I mean. Uh, and, and so that'll be critical for sure. Yeah. And the 11 a.m. start. So it may actually take more to get that crowd going. You would think with Alabama being in town, it wouldn't take a whole lot, but it may be easier even to take a crowd out when you're coming off a, a long night in downtown Austin. And then you're in the 90 plus degree heat there. And, uh, you know, that's the key to the game. If Alabama gets off to the fast start, two score lead early uh how is texas going to respond it's a fragile program at this point there are signs of 
turning the corner from a cultural perspective under Steve Sarkeesian, but I think the crowd, as much as anything, is fragile at this point. And so, you know, how do they hang in there if, in fact, Alabama gets out to the quick start? Is it fair to stereotype Texas two weeks into the season? I mean, typically, and this is how Big 12 football is played, they can get up and down the field with the offense. They got the skill guys. They'll have, you know, they'll have the quarterback. Quinn Ewers, uh, we'll get to more on Quinn Ewers uh, in a couple of minutes. But typically, Texas can score. It's stopping the other guy that's always the problem for the Longhorns, it seems like. Uh, And, you know, you hate to assume that that's that that personality is going to carry over to this game, but it's hard not to because that's just that's been really, frankly, defense has been the death knell for Texas throughout these struggles that they've had uh, since basically 2010. Yeah, you would think that wouldn't be the case, given the recruiting base, right, that Texas has to work from. But Alabama's hurt Texas in the state of Texas in some previous years uh, on the recruiting trail. And I think that's where Steve Sarkeesian is doing some of the better work that we've seen from a staff there. Uh, Obviously, you still have to contend with Jimbo in state, but no, defensively, they've also done some things where the transfer portal is concerned as well. They went out and got a 6'3 corner in Ryan Watts from Ohio State. He's going to start opposite a fifth-year senior at the other corner on Saturday morning um, in Deshaun Jamison. So Jamison had a pick six last week against ULM and you know, we talk about non-offensive touchdowns for Alabama, it seems like, on a week-to-week basis in a lot of seasons. But it was Texas that had two non-offensive touchdowns last week, one in the special teams, one on defense. And I would think it may take at least one of those kind of plays for Texas to pull off the upset on Saturday. Yeah, DeMarby and Overshawn, one of the top linebackers for Texas, he'll be one to watch defensively. And I think the pass rush especially will be something to watch Travis. Texas – really struggled with the pass rush getting after the quarterback last season. They didn't bring in a big pass rusher through the transfer portal in the offseason. Uh, they got a young kid by the name of Baron Sorrell uh, who had a sack and a half against ULM. I think they're going to be counting on him. Uh, so, you know, whether or not they're able to generate heat on Bryce Young is a big factor in the game. And if they have to blitz, if they have to come with five and and maybe even six-man pressures at times, primarily five, uh, can Bryce Young, with the experience that he has, uh, burn him on it? That's something to watch, too. Yeah, I think I wrote about this on Bama Online earlier today. You know, if you don't start hitting some explosives down the field, I think we might see more defenses come up and challenge Alabama receivers than we've seen in a long time, right? So – I'm not saying Texas is going to come out and press Jermaine Burton and press Treshawn Holden and Kobe Prentice and the rest of those guys, but, you know, average seven yards per pass attempt last week against Utah State. So uh, I think there's some proving to be done in the vertical passing game, and if you are willing to man up, then you can bring some extra guys in the pass rush and commit extra guys to Jameer Gibbs and Jace McClellan in the run game. So I'll be interested to see the approach that Texas takes 
defensively to that. And, you know, they do have some solid corners. They have a true freshman working at the star position in Jalen Gilbo. You watch him on tape. He's pretty reminiscent of Malachi Moore from a couple of years ago as a true freshman. And they'll bring him on some pressures too from that slot corner. So at least in terms of what Texas showed against ULM, um, yeah, and, and Overshawn is a guy that they use a couple different ways, right? He'll be an inside linebacker and early downs, then they'll kick him outside to bring some pass rush uh, on third down. It's a great point as to whether or not Alabama can take the top off of a defense with the wide receiving core. They had that last year with Jamison Williams at this point. We don't know really if they'll have that in 2022. Uh, but that said, if you're Bill O'Brien, you got to take some shots regardless, right? Uh, even if they're incomplete, I think you've still got to show uh, Texas that you are going to throw it deep just to keep them a little bit honest back there, even if you don't hit. And obviously, if you hit one or two of them, now you really got them on their heels. But I think you got to – you got to take a couple of shots and, and there's, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like a pitcher in baseball who misses a spot and throws a ball. But if you, but, but if it's just a hair off the plate and it's good enough to make the guy swing, it's, it's a good pitch. It's still a strike. Uh, yeah, yeah ex exactly. And so if you're Bill O'Brien, even if it's a ball, right. Even if you don't complete the deep ball, you gotta, you gotta show it. And I think, you know, they came close a couple of times last week. And when we talk about this, I think people automatically assume it's the receivers we're talking about. Actually, last week, you know, Jermaine Burton had a step a couple of times. He and Bryce just couldn't hook up. Christian Leary had a step there in the third quarter, and Milrow underthrew him on the interception. So the receivers actually got some separation last week at times. And I understand, game like that, you're not going to show it all. Uh, but I also think there's other ways that you can hit explosives with Jameer Gibbs, maybe on a rail route down the sideline, not just in the flat, not just in the screen game. You can get him going down the field some too. And Kamala too being back at tight end, right? Run him down the seam, uh, maybe feel more comfortable with the middle of the field with uh, Latou back working that. Yeah, Nick Saban making mention in his Wednesday night news conference that Latou looks 100%. They're confident that he's completely ready to go. You, you think if Texas was last week, Latou would have played? I think I was just about to say okay. uh, that I was just about to say that he probably could have gone week one and 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 they might have just held him back. Not even for circled Texas. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. we've seen that before a little bit from Alabama mm -hmm. from time to time on guys give them an extra week uh and, and don't show them so plus yeah. you get to you, plus you get to play some guys you needed to play last week because yep. of your depth situation at tight end yep yep you've got a little bit better idea now of what you can do with the Robbie Utes for mm -hmm. instance offensively than 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 if he hadn't have gotten Miles Kitzelman yeah Kitzelman yeah. as well yeah so uh it's gonna be a big addition for Latou too I mean I mean look Latou too how about that <laughs> Uh, Bryce Young targeted him quite a bit last season. I think mm -hmm. he targeted him close to 40 times last year. Uh, he had eight touchdown catches. He's a big part. He was a big part of the offense a year ago, and that was with Mechie and Williams on, on the outside. Alabama's last 100-yard receiver, Cam Latou against Georgia. When you had the injuries at wide receiver, the targets went way up for Cam, and he made some plays in that championship game. He had a drop in the end zone, too, but – um, 
I, I agree. I, I think in a couple different ways that offense benefits by his return. How about that Texas quarterback, Travis Quinn Ewers? What are your thoughts on this kid who's uh, obviously extremely heralded coming out of high school, kind of a long layoff, right? Skipped senior year of high school, wanted to profit from that NIL. He goes to Ohio State. Things don't work out there. He goes to Texas. He just, this past week, this is his first college. It seems like he's been in college for, for forever. But <laughs> last week was his first college start. And this game, uh, this will be a defense unlike anything he has ever faced. He heard Nick talk about it earlier in the week. And you think about it, you want to change the picture for this guy pre-snap consistently, give him a lot of different things to consider. Um, you want to do that, obviously, without busting coverages on your end post-snap. Uh, but I don't think that's just limited to the secondary either. I think in terms of how they're going to switch up their fronts and uh, because you got two true freshman offensive linemen in front of them, uh, one at left tackle. So, uh, you know, you got a true sophomore in that mix. They're going to do some different things. They're going to run some different games, uh, some TE stunts, things like that. Line up maybe Will Anderson in some different places and, you know, try to confuse that front in general. So, no, I look at him and he was a five-star quarterback, the top quarterback prospect in his class. And uh, physically, all the tools are there. But, you know, he had a mistake early in the ULM game last week. He was a little quick to ditch the pocket. He wanted to get out to his right where things were a little more narrowed down and he could see. And he forced a ball and got picked very early. Now, he came back from that, hit about seven straight completions, looked good in doing so. So, yeah, I think if you're a Texas fan, you, you might want to buckle up a little bit because there may be some plays on Saturday that are just like, yeah, that's the guy that's going to lead us to the promised land here in the future. And then there could be a play or two where it's, oh, no, what was yeah. he thinking there? How important is it for Texas to be able to use B. John Robinson effectively on early downs to keep pressure off of viewers, keep them out of those third and longs, which is, which is predictability. Those are, the, yeah. those are the downs where you're talking about where he could have some, Oh, no plays. Those are your third and longs usually. Yeah. You'd show him some man coverage and then you'd bail out the zone and, you know, kind of like Mississippi state the last couple of years too. If Alabama can get home with four, then it's a real problem. But I think Sark's going to have a designed approach to really getting him off the spot by design, doing some things with his feet early. Uh, you mentioned Bijan Robinson. I think for him, 100 scrimmage yards between rushing and receiving, sort of a, a must for Texas in this game. I don't think he can have a Lenny Fournette type of per performance or production against Alabama and Texas win the game. So no doubt. I think Robinson's huge. And with that, you know, I can see Sark, especially on that early script, maybe taking a little bit from Lane Kiffin a couple of years ago when Alabama went to Oxford. You know, you had Matt Corral, a semi-young quarterback early in his time there at Ole Miss, and Lane did some really good stuff, not only with the backs, and uh, but you know, he also had a tight end that was problematic for Alabama that night. Texas has a true freshman tight end that was really involved in the game plan last week. So I'm, I'm maybe sensing a little bit of 2020 old Miss perhaps coming from, uh, 
from Sark on Saturday. Watching some of that Fox coverage or, or this week of the game, Rick Neuheisel predicted that Sark is going to go straight down the field with that script and get an early score. And uh, he was then challenged and asked if they'd score again after that. He said, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, getting getting Texas off the script. And that's why it's important for Texas to not only survive the early storm, perhaps from Alabama, but if they can have a lead of seven, maybe 10, then they have a chance to make it a four quarter game. I think if they get through that early script and it's somehow 10, nothing, 14, nothing, Alabama, that's problematic. Now, you know, we say that, and we know last year on the road, Alabama didn't always exactly step on necks when they had the opportunity, the Florida game, 21 to three lead after a quarter end up hanging on for dear life. So if this Alabama team has taken another step in terms of maturity and growth, Texas shouldn't be able to come from that type of deficit. If it happens this time around. First order of business for Quinn Ewers in this game, Travis is to park legally when he gets to the ballpark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, how can you be the starting quarterback at Texas and get towed during the game? You know? Yeah, uh, Porsche. He's I would got think he'd be able to park right up on the sidewalk, you know, right at the players' entrance. Yeah, you know? yeah. They don't yeah. care in Austin, man. There's a lot of big dogs in Austin. Between yeah. music and just uh, sports and entertainment, and yeah, you know, Quinn's not there yet. He's not there yet. He beats Alabama. He won't get towed the rest of the year. Park anywhere he wants. <laughs> Yeah, he needs to win some games this year because Arch is coming, you know, and uh, Arch is on his way. So uh, it's an important year for Quinn. You know, they don't need to even win the Big 12. That would obviously be nice, and I think they are capable of doing that this year. Uh, But with the SEC coming up quickly for Texas and what might be a nine-game SEC schedule when Texas makes its way into the SEC, um, you know, you, you want to see some, some things from him that, that translate to being able to, to deal with that sort of gauntlet in the not too distant future. Talking Tide podcast on the Pigskin Podcast Network. We're going to thank a couple of sponsors right quick here. We're going to start by telling you a little bit about North River Dental Associates, that great service you get from Dr. Jack Smalley and his professional staff of dental hygienists. You can find them conveniently located right off of Watermelon Road in Fairfax Park, right next door to West Alabama Pediatrics. The teeth whitening services, always popular there, doing Botox and Juvederm treatments as well to tighten up those facial features. And of course, all your dental needs, your family's dental needs, they'll get them taken care of from porcelain veneers to cosmetic dentistry, laser dentistry. They do it all at North River. They're going to get you in and out the door in under an hour, typically on a routine cleaning. If you'd like to make an appointment, give them a call at 752-3506 or visit NorthRiverDentist.com. It's North River Dental Associates. I'm going to tell you about Peterbrook Chocolatier out there at 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hill section of Tuscaloosa celebrating 15 years in business. The champions of chocolate. There you see those hand-dipped chocolate strawberries. Those are hand-dipped daily, by the way. So if you go into Peterbrook Chocolatier or if you've been into Peterbrook Chocolatier and you see those hand-dipped chocolate strawberries, you can take comfort in knowing those are fresh daily. So you're not getting Monday's 
strawberries on Wednesday. You're getting Wednesday's strawberries on Wednesday. And you know you need those game day snacks. You got a big Saturday of college football. It's going to start early with Alabama and Texas. So swing by there Thursday, Friday, stock up and be ready to go for the college football weekend. You got NFL football. You need to go ahead and get your stuff for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, into Monday this week. Find all that great stuff. Peter Brook Chocolatier, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North. Going to tell you about a corporate sponsor now. That would be DraftKings football fans. The season is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. It is simple. You bet on an NFL team to win. If they win by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. All kinds of action going on at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. Get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's promo code TPPN only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And finally here, going to tell you about a second and new corporate sponsor. That would be Raycon Wireless Earbuds. You got to check them out. I've had them in my ears here lately. It's been fantastic. Their everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable. They give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. You just cannot beat them. Three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, earbud tap functions, awareness mode, you name it. So go by Raycon.slash, excuse me, Raycon.com slash TPPN today. Get 15% off your Raycon order. That's by Raycon.com slash TPPN to score 15% off by Raycon.com. Uh, check it out. Outstanding earbuds there. And Travis, uh, before we close things out here on Talking Tide, a few loose ends for us to tie up. Uh, starting, I guess, big deal or no big deal, this million-dollar band thing to you, Travis. I kind of think it's a tempest in a teapot. Uh, how about how about you on that? I think it's pretty poor form for a host school or university to offer those type of, uh, you know, conditions to a visiting band. I mean, come on. What's it going to take for you to to put them in a lower level and maybe give them more than eight or 10 seats or whatever it was Uh, in the grand scheme of things. I don't think it's a huge deal. Um, You know, we've been to Alabama games on the road for years and uh, there's been condensed versions of the million dollar band that, that make the trip. It's certainly not the full band uh, more often than not when they do go to the road, but I don't think it's a good look for Texas, but I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, invested in, in the situation. I, I feel for those those folks in the band that work their butts off. I mean, you, you've seen it. We've seen it. They're out there at the practice field and, you know, getting ready in August and in and, and, and the heat and everything else for opportunities like this. So you, you hate it for those folks. But as far as how it could impact the game or, you know, anything like that, eh, some kind of meh on it. What about you? You know, it's – you always when it's a, when it's a money play, you always just say, "Well, it's 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 you know, money explains everything." 
I, and, and look, I, I haven't talked to the Texas president or something, but I can only assume that the reason or at least the stated reason for doing this uh, is money, right? You're going to be yeah. able to put, you, you can be able to fill those seats with people paying more money or what have you. Uh, actually, I, and I think I, from what I've heard, it's, it's an expanded student section that's actually uh, bumped visiting bands into the upper deck. So maybe not a ton of money there. Uh, but if that's the case, then, you know, I, it, it's, I find it a little hard, hard to fall to school that's letting more of its own students into a game and compromising a visiting band to do so. Just my thought. Yeah. And I, I hear you. I, again, I'm just kind of indifferent to the yeah. whole situation. I, it, it, as much as anything, I, again, I, I feel for the, 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 the folks in the million dollar band that I'm sure, you know, as you look at a schedule, you're thinking, Oh man, that's the one I want to yeah. make the trip for. And, and now that won't be the case for some of those folks. Sounds as if, if the sec sticks to its policies on game contracts, when Texas comes into the league in a couple of years, that's going to go bye-bye and they're going to, they're going to have to offer some lower bowl seats to visiting bands. Yeah. But we're Texas. They'll say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's their own. It's their own deal out there, man. I mean, yeah. I, I I've been to Austin before. We did the tour of Austin, and it was really great. So if you're going out there and you have time, there are tours that they do. Um, and uh, they took us to the Capitol building, which is enormous. I mean, it's it's like the U.S. Capitol. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Texas, as you might expect. Everything's bigger, right? And literally on the facade, on the front of the building. They have all of the different flags that have been the state flags of Texas. And there's one spot that's empty. And the tour guide said, yeah, that's where the current flag's going to go when we succeed, he said. <laughs> right. I mean, people out there think, you know. It's coming. At, yeah. They'll do their own damn thing. Right. You know? So that's what he said about the empty spot up there. He said, yeah, that's, that's this flag when we succeed. <laughs> Oh, little bleep, little, uh, little yeah. glitch there. Talking a little glitch. It. Yeah. Well, you know, this is live. <laughs> Got through it though. Got through it just yeah, fine. Weathered Close, it. Closing I started here. talking about Texas and we got hit with a thunderbolt. <laughs> just just right. saying. I'm just there saying. There you have it. Uh, yeah. before we get out of here. Don't mess uh, with Texas. <laughs> they got you. They heard you. Yeah. Uh, ticket man and. The Vegas man. Start with the ticket man. Those prices, two hundred and twenty-five to two hundred and fifty dollars a pop. Last I checked, about two days ago. You got to wait him out on yeah. StubHub. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's gonna drop on it. It will. It's already dropped some, but I I if it's gonna be more precipitous, I would think it's gonna be sometime between about noon on Friday. And about 9 a.m. on Saturday, <laughs> when the boys try to come out of the uh, bunks and make that 11 a.m. kickoff after a hard night out. So, no, I think the early kickoff, you absolutely, I would wait anyway. But with the early kickoff, I think you absolutely got to wait. The boys close late with their haymakers, don't they? Mm -hmm. Always mm -hmm. on the ticket man. Yeah. Uh, well, Vegas you man. just got to hang in, you know. It's like Rocky with Apollo Creed. <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah. That's right. Keep going. Keep going for the gut. Go and then the hooks to the body. Hooks yeah. to the body. Hooks to the body. Yeah. Uh, Vegas man, 20-point spread. We touched on it at the top of the show. I pre- My prediction for the Tuscaloosa News in this game, Travis, was 41-24 Alabama. And based on that, I, I, I got to say 20 is too much. I guess I'd t- if I had to pick it, I'd take Texas plus those points. It's a lot of points. Damn good, Brad. We've been doing this stuff too long. Mine's 4120. Okay. So I'm right at it. You yeah. know, but that was my prediction from we do the way too early predictions back in the spring. And that was my prediction back in the spring. And I'm not gonna change it at Stick this it. point. Yeah. Just gonna it. go with 4120. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's gonna be carnage both ways. You know, it sounds like if it if it goes the way we're thinking. Speaking of carnage, final point here on this edition of Talking Tide. What are you and I going to do for barbecue on Friday night? We're going to ah, be traveling separately. Uh, we're going to try to get some authentic Texas barbecue in Austin on Friday night. If any of our viewers or listeners uh, have firsthand suggestions, feel free to comment on uh, the Twitter, uh, the tweet that we put out linking this podcast. And uh, who knows, we may end up. Uh, giving your suggestion a shot, Travis. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, Franklin's is the Archibald's, I guess you could say, of of Austin. That's what everybody talks about. Um, you know, I guess if we covered Wisconsin or this was Wisconsin going to Austin, I might wait seven hours for some damn brisket. Right. But I'm from the South, you know, so okay. we get pretty good barbecue. It may not be brisket. But we yeah. get pretty good barbecue when we want it. Um, so I won't be waiting seven hours for brisket. Um, but, yeah, there's some other spots. They've got food trucks and things like that. I've been checking in with some folks. Uh, Chris Hummer, National College Football Writer for 247sports.com, is giving me some ideas. I've been to La Barbecue is a place in Austin probably three or four years ago when we went out there just to go to Austin. And I thought it was really good. So, it could be a possibility, but I'm with you. Anybody's got any suggestions or maybe a hookup for Franklin's? I'm I'm all ears. Yeah. All if, eyes. Any, if anybody out there can backdoor us into Franklin's, <laughs> we're all over that. We are all over that yeah. for sure. But I'm with you. I don't want to we'll buy the you whole day waiting or waiting one rib. day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got a recommendation for a place called Salt Lick Barbecue. I haven't yes. invested yes. in it yet. Um, yes, maybe that's a direction we'll go, but okay. it sounds like you and I are on the same page about, uh, getting a, some really good breast brisket, but at the same time, minimizing, no. minimizing that. Yeah. Weight. Yeah. I want, I want, I want the quality stuff, but I mean, I've had quality brisket out there. I haven't had Franklin's. Maybe we'll get that in the press box Saturday. That'd be pretty awesome. Wouldn't yeah. It? Yeah. Walk into the press box Saturday morning. And there's a Franklin spread. I'm not going to hold my breath, but that'd be, that'd be better than Miller lights at LSU. Oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Who's that? Gary Barnett, the former Colorado coach that was up there doing the radio, I think yeah. nationally. And it like, he'd already smashed about four of them before we got our first one. I don't know. Does LSU, can LSU even do that anymore? That I get reports. I, that was I, a I damn thing I'd ever seen happens. in a press box. Yeah. I, I, I've been. T- I asked somebody recently because, of course, I'm just back on the SEC right. circuit, circuit now for the first time in in nine years. And I asked somebody the other day if that's still going on, and I got an affirmative nod. 
Oh, damn. Uh, so we'll, uh, Garbage can. Big garbage cans full of ice, ice cold beer. Ice cold. Right. It's going to do it for this edition of the Talking Tide podcast. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to tune in once again for the Sunday nighter this coming weekend as Travis and I recap Alabama's road game at Texas. For Travis Ryer, AlabamaOnline.com. I'm Chase Goodbread, sports columnist with the Tuscaloosa News and co-host of Crimson Cover Television. We'll talk to you next time right here on Talking Tide.